Alrighty, welcome into the Render Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and I'm so excited to talk to you all about hiring your next employee. These are going to be really great tips to hiring, and so you might want to pull out a notebook and pen. You're going to learn our five proven steps to hiring your next employee. Hey there, you're listening to the Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. So I want to know, are you someone who feels absolutely overwhelmed by the amount of tasks that you have on your plate and perhaps you need some help? You might want to listen in. Do you also find yourself looking or not looking at your task list and maybe you feel overwhelmed immediately? Are you spending more time working in your business than on your business? And what I mean by that is are you doing all the tasks and doing all the things that make your business run, but you're not able to actually scale it. Do you and your kids and your family and your friends, do they just want to hang out with you and you might just be too busy to be able to do that? Gosh, I've been here for all of those. I've been overwhelmed. I have been absent from going to uh, soccer games and having dinner sometimes and it really stinks, right? If you have been in this place, you know how much you want to be there but you might be too busy at work or you might have too many things on your plate, well, it might be time to hire someone so that you can actually get back to living your life and being able to run your business. So if you answered yes to any of these, you might be ready to hire someone. I want you to make sure you have this notebook and pen nearby because you're gonna wanna take some notes. All right, I wanna tell you a little bit about my journey and how I got to hiring my employees. So in early 2017, I was right there. I was missing soccer games and I was missing dinner sometimes and I was super overwhelmed by all the tasks on my task list. And sometimes I didn't even write a task list because I was so freaking busy. And you might be there as well. And so in 2017, prior to going out on my own and uh, working full-time on my business, I was actually working full-time as a real estate assistant And I was working full-time at a boutique, which was absolutely essential. (laughs) I have a very cute closet, thanks to that. Um, But I was working these two full-time jobs and my side business, which is now my full-time, and got to a position where I could actually leave my part-time jobs or full-time jobs and get right into working on my business full-time. Well, it wasn't too long after that that my business scaled like crazy. It went from doing about 100 or so events per year to 500 events per year, and it was crazy. And I finally got to a place where I needed someone to come help me. I was doing literally everything. I was taking out the trash, doing the deliveries. I was uh, taking all the inquiries and following up and booking our clients, doing all the logistics and anything and everything in between. And it was a lot, y'all, it was a lot. I missed so much and I was so bummed to be able to miss those things. And so I knew it was time to hire. 
And I want you to make sure that you listen closely to this episode so you don't make the mistake that I did in the beginning, which was hiring just to hire because you were so overwhelmed. Kaylee was my first hire and she didn't really have a job position. I thought I kind of knew what her job position was, but I didn't really write it down. I didn't define it. I didn't make a job description. I just said, oh my gosh, I need someone to work and I need someone now. And so put out a job post on our Instagram and she was one of the 12 people that responded to it and ended up hiring her. Well, I don't want you to make the same mistake. And you might be thinking, well, what mistake? Kaylee's still with you. It sounds like a good deal. Yes, I agree. I am so happy that I have Kaylee on my team. However, I could have gone about it a different way. I could have set her up for success and I did not because I didn't know better. And so this episode lives to be able to give you the knowledge and the tasks and the tactics that you need to make sure you don't make that same mistake. So let's get right into what we're talking about today. So when are you in the position to hire? This is probably one of our most common questions when it comes to hiring outside of how much do you pay someone? Um, But the question is, when are you in a position to hire? And I have two uh, answers for you on this one. The first one is um, when you have the cash, when you have the revenue to support the position that you want to hire for. I think it might be a little bit more foolish to hire someone not knowing if you can actually afford their payroll. And so if we can get to a point where the revenue coming in every single month is able to support that position in the payroll along with your own salary or anybody else on your team, that is a great um, option for when you need to hire. The other is when there's certain responsibilities that you might be doing or someone on your team might be doing that maybe gets put on the back burner. Maybe it's slacking just a little bit out of overwhelm and just so much going on. And so here are my five steps for hiring your next employee. Number one is you need to evaluate what you actually need to hire for. What position are we actually needing to hire? And we do this anytime that we're ready to hire, we do this exercise called a note card exercise. And you can do this with anything. It could be note cards, it could be pieces of paper cut up, whatever you need it to be. But we use a note card stack and I will do this this exercise and anybody on my team who might be related to this new position that we might have in mind will do this exercise as well. And what you're gonna do is you are gonna put out every single task that you do on your business, in your position, on a note card. And an extension of this is you're also gonna define how much time does it actually take you to accomplish this task. So for example, If I were to put down emails, email responses, going through my email, anything email related, on an average day, it might take me about 20 to 30 minutes to go through that. And so I might put down 20 to 30 minutes, but it might take you less time or more time depending on the load that comes into your email. Another example of this is editing this very podcast that you're listening to right now. When I used to edit this podcast, now Sweet Brooke does, and I'm so thankful for her. But before I hired Brooke to do it, I was doing all of the podcast editing. So when you finish this exercise and you start pulling the tasks and the things that you could have somebody else do, you might combine these with someone else on your team. Like for example, when we went to go hire Brooke, we did this very exercise. We went through this note card exercise and we wrote down all the things that we do in our positions, Kaylee and I. And at the end, we said, all right, well, you know, I do the podcast editing, but I don't necessarily love it and somebody else could do it and it could free up 
two hours in my week to be able to go do something else. And she had on her task list things like um, uh, putting out the social media schedule and scheduling all those posts. She did them. She didn't necessarily love doing them, but she did them because that was part of her position. Obviously, somebody else could do that if if we needed to. And so we put together these uh, things that we didn't love doing that somebody else could do that would free up more room in our schedules to do something that we absolutely love doing. Like for me, taking away those two hours of podcast editing gives me two extra hours a week to be able to pour into the actual content of the podcast or go and answer questions in our Facebook groups from our students or engage with our audience or create more online courses for our students. Things for Kaylee, she was super passionate and still is about our interior design brand. But because she was scheduling out all of the social media posts and she was engaging with our audience on there and doing certain things that somebody else on our team could do, she wasn't really able to focus on the interdesign side of the business. And so freeing up some of those tasks on her plate gives her more room to be able to do that. And so that's why we do this note card trick. And we go through and we make sure that we are actually hiring for the things that we need to hire for. All right, step number two in our hiring process is you're gonna create the actual position. Right? So you put together all these task lists that somebody else could do. Now you need to create a position for it. We're going to define the position. What is the position? Why do we have this position? You're going to title it as well. You need to have a a job title for it. And so you might call it, you know, a CEO or like Kaylee's our CCO, Chief Creative Officer, or uh, Brooke is our content manager, or John is our warehouse manager. And so you're going to actually put a position title on it. And then you want to put together a job description. You can find this anywhere on the interwebs. You can go to Google and find one of these, Pinterest, I'm sure. Or you're welcome to go to our website, which we'll link in the show notes. And you can go check it out there as well. So you want to make sure that you have all these details revolving around the position as much as humanly possible. And then you want to start marketing it. So there's multiple ways to market your positions. For us, we take two different approaches in our marketing for any open position that we have. So anything office related or creatively driven, we're going to post that on our Instagram. We're going to put a post about it on the feed. We're going to put it on our story. And, you know, reels weren't really around when we were hiring our last position, but I could see you also using reels or IGTV to post about a position as well, especially if it's not necessarily locally, like anyone could use it or anyone could apply for this job. Um, And then the other side of this is our delivery teams, our warehouse managers, or anyone in the um, more logistics side of our business. We'll post that usually on ZipRecruiter or Indeed to get a pool of people, or we use word of mouth. With all of our job positions that we put out there, word of mouth is usually the highest Um, priority to us because somebody on our team usually already has a relationship with this person. There's some trust already built there. And um, that's one of our favorite ways to hire. But sometimes we do need to market these positions as well. So once we define the position, create a job description, title the position and start marketing it, then you're going to get a flood of inquiries coming in. So what are you going to do with those? Are you going to go put them in an application process? Do you want them to send you their resume and a cover letter? What is the process of doing that? You're going to want to talk to that uh, through a blog post or on your job 
uh, site on your website, somewhere you're gonna wanna be able to tell them, hey, what is it that you need to do in order to apply for this position? All right, step number three in this five-step hiring process is the actual hiring process. How do we actually go about hiring these people? Now, the first step in our process is they have to send over their resume and they need to fill out our application, which is a simple form on our website. And we do make sure that every single person that we want to move on to a group interview, which is our second step, everyone that we want to move on to that, they need to at least uh, follow the directions of submitting their resume and doing the application. If they don't do those things, then we uh, kind of assume that, well, if you can't follow the steps in the very first step of this process, then you might not be a good fit because we're looking for detail-oriented people. And so the second step to this after they've submitted their resume and done the application is we put them in a group interview or nowadays you do a virtual interview because of COVID and you know all of those things and keeping people safe. And so when they go through this group interview or a virtual interview, we get to know them a little bit more in a more uh, relaxed environment versus a in-person interview that might be stressful on them or they might be just throwing out an answer just to throw out an answer. And so we do this through um, a series of questions. So we explain the position a little bit. Hey, what are you applying for? What does our team look like? What are our core values? Do you resonate with these things? And then we will ask them certain questions, a little bit about them. Are you a planner or are you someone who's spontaneous? We ask them uh, things like, if you've been in a difficult situation at work, how did you handle it and what was the situation? Tell us more about that. And we give them a certain amount of time to do that. We don't want them to necessarily take up all the time, um, but we want to give them a specific amount of time to answer those questions. After we go through that, we want to make sure that we are picking the right people. And so when we've done a group interview in person, we'll take as long as, you know, 30 minutes or an hour after that and go through, Kaylee and I will go through, and we'll make sure that, hey, this one answered this this way and we agree with that, or hey, this one might not be a good fit for us. And so we go through um, a process of kind of figuring out who's uh, the best person to go on to the next step. When we do virtual interviews, uh, we use a platform and um, we'll link that in the show notes for you to use as well. It's called My Interview. And um, we go through that and we'll sit down and watch all these videos and go through that process. It's really fun to do that. Okay, so when you get to this point of moving to the next step, we do wanna make sure that our count of people, the amount of people that are moving on to this next step is less than the people who applied and did this first step of the group interview. So for example, the last position that we opened up, we had 38 people apply for the position. We sent about 32 of them on to do the group or the virtual interviews. And then from that list, we wanted to make sure we got down to um, about half uh, so that we didn't have a ton of people coming into this next one. We wanted to pick the best of the best that we knew of at that, that point. And so we got down to a list of about 18 people. And this next step is uh, we put them through a project-related task related to the position. And so the last position we uh, hired for was our content manager. And so with the content manager, they're gonna have to do some SEO work, they're gonna be writing blog posts, putting together the social media strategy, um, lots of those things, in addition to editing podcasts and a, and a few other tasks. And so our 
project for them was we want you to take one of these, uh, I think we had eight different topics or subjects for them to pick from. We want you to take one of these topics or subjects and create an Instagram post, a Facebook post, and a blog post. Uh, ready, go. And here's some collateral for you to use. So we had 18 people go through that. And so then we got to, at the end of that, we gave them a deadline and you put it in by, I think we had like Friday at noon or something. So uh, go ahead and do that project make sure it's in by that time. And so we took everyone who applied for that and we put them through um, a test of, you know, did this person follow the examples, the directions that we gave out for them? Um, what was the aesthetic of those? Are they going to relate to our branding and our marketing material as it sits already? And so we really dissect a lot of that and make sure that, hey, this person obviously has looked at our Instagram. They obviously know our brand already or they don't, what are they, are they following all the directions? Um, we asked for them to put in like meta tags and keywords and all of these different things. And so um, we wanna make sure that this project is one, reflecting them as a person and two, following directions as well. So let me take that list of everyone who um, applied, got through the group interviews, got through the projects, and we want to try to cut that list in at least half if not one third of that list as well. And so we went from 18 to five different individuals to come in from an in-person interview. And this is a great opportunity to one, tell them before they got there, hey, this is very informal. Um, please come as your best self. We just wanna to get to know you. We believe that this position is equally us hiring you, but you also wanting to join our team. If you don't feel like you're a good fit, we ask that you tell us now or tell us soon after your in-person interview because we wanna make sure we're finding the right fit for this position. And if it takes going through this interviewing process again to find that next person or go back to that project list and find somebody else to step in, then that's what it takes. But we wanna make sure that we're hiring the right people and they feel like they're right for us as well. And so this is a great opportunity to get to know them, ask them questions about their family life and what that looks like, what they like doing for fun, um, ask them some uh, questions related to their work ethic and um, how they show up. And this is also a great option, especially if you didn't do a group interview and this is the first time you're meeting them in person, to be able to really just get to know them and get to know their personality and see how they um, kind of process questions that you ask and be able to answer those. Um, great communication um, ways to figure out how do they communicate. And then it's time to hire them. So you go through this process and you figure out, hey, who's the one or two people that we really want to move forward with? Um, try to get down to that person. And then you want to reach out to them and see if they want to accept the job. So that's step number three. Going through the hiring process, it's super important to be as informative and communicate as much as humanly possible. If you have certain deadlines that you want to make decisions by, communicate that with them because it's only going to set them up for success and you as well. So step number four in this five-step process is the training process. So when we hire someone, we say, hey, you've got the job. We want to hire you. We want you to come on in. We have this little thing that we love to do. It's more uh, recent. We just started doing it. And it is um, what we call Render University. So on your first day, you're going to go through Render uh, 101. And we're going to talk to you about our brand, who we are, take you through a brand guideline, take you out to lunch, really get you involved in our team and getting to know our team. 
And then we go into render 102 on Tuesday, the next day. And we keep going through this process and we're gonna train them on every single thing that they will be doing. And we wanna train them very, very thoroughly. You're gonna map out each and every day of the training process. Make sure they understand exactly what you're expecting and you have a game plan for the day. Instead of just saying, you know, show up at 10 a.m. on Monday and we'll see what happens. No, try to have a map for each single day so that they know what to expect. And then you wanna make sure you create SOPs for these positions. An SOP is a standard operating procedure. Highly recommend them. I believe we have a podcast episode about that that we'll link in the show notes. Um, but make sure you have some standard operating procedures. This is the how you do what you do, the step-by-step processes that you have. And this is really, really, really important because it sets them up for success and it sets them up for the resources that they need to actually do their job accurately without feeling like they have to come ask you every single thing. Then you want to make sure you're meeting with them regularly. Meet with them every single day for at least the first week or two. And then you might be able to give them a little bit of lenience on um, working on their own in the office with you. We typically, unless weather or pandemic are related, we typically try to make this person work in the office with us for the first 30 days and no working from home. Unless, like I said, of course you have to. Um, And so we want to make sure that they feel really connected to our team. They're really getting involved and ingrained in our team. Um, and they feel like they are in a good position and you want to make sure that you're meeting with them regularly. You're talking to them every single day um, and being high in your communication with them. And then step number five, which is really important and most people forget to do, is you want to check in regularly with this new employee. Um, Standard practice is a 30, 60, and 90 day check-in. And it's something that you as their supervisor We'll meet with them just one-on-one. How are you doing? Where are there some sticking points or things that we need to review a little bit more? Or, hey, we noticed that you're doing this one thing this way. Here's how we can do it a little bit differently. You want to be super encouraging with them on this. And you want to be able to just give them some good guidance on what to do next and maybe some new expectations that you might not have known about uh, before you hired them. And then when they are ready and you are ready, you want to give them room to fly. You want to give them room to do their thing, do the exact thing that you hired them to do, um, and not be just like one of those helicopter um, bosses. You want to make sure that you give them room to fly and you trust them enough to do the job that you hired them to do. All right, some extra bonus points here. Here Here's some things that I've heard people ask me all the time. What do you pay your employees? Um, This is totally going to range depending on where you live in the world. Here in Dallas, Texas, is going to be completely different than New York City or LA. Um, it's also going to be different than somewhere in Australia. And so you do need to make sure that you're looking at what your average uh, rate of employment looks like in your space. We try to hire off of salary and sometimes commission if it's a sales position. Um, and then we do hourly for all of our warehouse crew. Um, we start our hourly at $14 per hour. Um, and we start our salary positions at $40,000 per year. However I say that, your state and your country might require something different based on your minimum wage and what those positions are going for. 
And so definitely make sure that you are checking those out before you just take this episode and and run with it on what I pay my employees. You do wanna make sure that you are setting them up correctly as well. So there is a difference between employee and contractor. Make sure you are understanding the difference between those two. An employee is someone who is doing work for you on a daily basis, on a regular basis. They are um, doing something that you are expecting them to do. You give them guidelines. You give them um, an expectation of when they need to work, how they work, uh, where they work. Um, That is more of an employee. A contractor is more of someone that you say, hey, here's a project that I need to get done. And uh, this is a deadline. Take your time, however you need to get it in by this deadline. You're hiring another company or another person to do a specific task for you that you don't have a ton of uh, regulation around. And so the difference between the two is super important to understand. You're going to want to ask an employee expert in your city, state, or country to see what your state requires of you. Um, Because like I said, in in Texas, it's going to be different than other places, which is where I'm at. All right, this has been such a fun episode. I have loved getting to talk to you guys about our hiring process. We love this process a ton. It works really, really well for us. And I hope that it helps you on your next hire. If you have any questions ever and you want to reach out to us, please go ahead and DM us on social media, on Instagram specifically. Go to at therender.co. And we'll be able to have a conversation with you outside of this podcast episode. Thanks, everyone, and have a fantastic week.